we are building an intelligent automation machine which understands life sciences industry data analytics and vernacular so well that it can actually do things which would take weeks now in seconds on the fly Welcome to Uptech Report. This is our Apply Tech series. Uptech Report is sponsored by Terraleap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at terraleap.io. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by my guest, Rohit Vashisht, who's based in New Jersey. He's the co-founder and CEO at Wiz.ai. Welcome, Rohit. Good to have you on. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So Wiz.ai, if I understand correctly, is a pre-trained conversational AI platform that the whole focus is to connect business users with their enterprise data, insights, and workflows. So in a nutshell, if uh, someone in life sciences, I believe you're, you're particularly focused on, if that, that worker there says, I want to know a specific answer to my question, they can just type it or talk to your platform. And then it goes through all of the data that's inside the enterprise organization and brings back the answers. Did I get that right? Well, you're spot on. Okay. So tell me, how did, how did the, this whole concept begin? What was the problem that you initially saw and say, hey, we need to solve this? Sure. Let me connect the dots here, like how we arrived at this, right? Me and my co-founder, we've been in, in business intelligence space for almost 20 years now. So we built a product um, you know, in our prior life, which is used by Fortune 500 companies for deal management, price management, kind of analytics. So in 2017, you know, we were we were just talking and, and we, we were looking at the BI market in general and we thought, you know, nothing much has changed in the last 10, 15 years. In 2004 or five, people were building dashboards. In 2017, people were building even more dashboards while the whole world became even more data-driven. Every job is now a data-driven job, which does not mean every person has to be a data analyst, Right. So our idea was that, you know, can we bridge that gap? Can we disrupt this industry? You know, where end business user, be it a salesperson, marketing person, executive, you know, R&D or you, you name it, can they simply get information that they need to do their job well without going through tons of reports and dashboards and complex software? That was a thesis, right, for, for Viz.ai. And, and that's what we are trying to accomplish. I mean, so, you know, we, we, have, we have found a lot of success uh, in the last two or three years. We decided to focus on life sciences. And, and our AI is now smart enough. It's, it's so smart that, you know, our end business users, they can actually get the information they need in seconds, in milliseconds. And many of the times, you know, they don't even have to ask for it. It just basically finds them. What, what's so interesting about the, the space and time we're in right now is we're awash in data. Like but there's so much data and, and, and yeah. we're tracking so much everywhere. And in many cases, we're tracking it in many different platforms. And so we have to log in over here to find this answer or look through this content over here. And it can be annoying to, to surf through to find it. But this is where um, aggregation or curation actually to the point of where's I need this. That's where you guys are really focused on and someone and across the industry, um, the, the company from marketing, you said HR to, to engineer or, or design or sciences, they, they can ask a question and it all can find this, the answers. Yeah. I want to clarify that. Uh, yes, we do. I, and I, we work with like different functions or different groups in life sciences kind of companies, uh, but we are very focused on structured data. Mm. It's like insights, right? Like for example, if you're, if you're, if you're, a commercial team, you want to know how are you doing in the market in different territories, which are the doctors who are writing more or less about you. If you are market access team, you want to know, you know, how 
the 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 pair universes is, is is working like are we in different plans you know our drug is covered in different plans and how and all the kind of stuff right it's very complicated information i mean to think about it uh, we work with top global pharma in the in the world right and they probably have billions and billions of transactions and 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 you know there is no way that they can actually before wills that they could actually put it in one place and make it available to everybody right so they would piecemeal data oh this small data here this small data there and people are going to like 500 different dashboards to do it now with this we are sitting on those billions of records and anybody can actually ask question open ended question and this is smart enough that it can answer that from that data now walk me through the answer so somebody types in or or speaks to um like hey I don't want to say the Siri or Alexa. I have the devices here, so I won't say the, the, the two words together. But they could talk to the device or type in. And how does the response, how is it given then? Is, is it just, is it textual? Is it just show a map, like an, uh, the, the chart and go over here, look at the data? How does it show? It's visual. It's purely visual. So for example, you know, if I'm, if I'm VP of sales and I want to know, you know, hey, which are my top growing territories, let's say last quarter for a particular drug, right? Viz will understand that question. And in this case, you know, it'll pull that data, make that calculation. And then we have something what we call as visualization AI, which is a pre-trained machine learning algorithm, which actually looks at the question and the data that came back. And this then decides what is the best way to represent that data whether it should be a pie chart, a map, a table, and then it'll create that on the fly and give it back to the user. And all of this happens in a split second, you know? So, so it's the, the responses are highly visual. Uh, they will have added commentary if it needed to be. Uh, they will highlight things that, you know, which needed to be highlighted that, hey, look, you know, these three regions probably, you know, they need your attention, that kind of stuff. So, so yes, um, you know, the long, the, the, the short answer is that, you know, visual, visual responses, that's what we generate. We're all visual. Uh, I, the large majority Absolutely. of people are visual learners. We all appreciate visuals. So being able to, I mean, having the data and looking through it is nice, but you eventually you just want to see it in a nice chart or a graph. Traditionally though, how would this have been done? Uh, probably a, a VP who was working here say, hey, I need this information. They go to one of their managers or assistants and say, hey, go find me this answer. Is that how it would have been done? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, think about it. It's a paradigm shift. Today, uh, and, and we call it legacy, you know, people who are using legacy tools or solutions, the way the whole chain works is, I'm a VP of sales, I want to see this. If it is not available, I'm going to call somebody like business IT or IT and say, this is the kind of information I need. Now, they will go and start working with the IT team, data team who will put together data, then some engineers who will create that analytics, and then the change management happens. And, and by the time it comes to me, I'm the VP of sales, it's like a few weeks. And who knows? I'm going to say by that time, I, I need something more now. And then, then the cycle repeats, right? So that's how it happens today. It takes weeks and weeks, a lot of manual effort. And by the way, these people, extremely smart people who work on it. And they're extremely talented and skilled people, right? Like if somebody, these are engineers, data, data management people, people who understand the business very well, right? So that's the kind of caliber of people who get involved in this stuff. But with us, if you think about it, our AI is now automating the automating that whole process. So, are you effectively taking away jobs? I, I have to be very no, like, no. yes. Yeah, this is a question. Like, how is it then changing the work for all these folks? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so you know, the the future of work is very different, right? So, so so think about it. Um, 
you know, 30 years ago, probably data entry was a, 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 a great job. You know, you could go and make money and, and, and have a good career. But, you know, now fast forward 30 years, not so. But those people, they retrained, they reskilled, and, and, and now they are doing like better jobs. So, so what we are doing here is we are building an intelligent automation machine, which understands life sciences industry, data, analytics, and vernacular so well that it can actually do things which would take weeks now in seconds on the fly, right? But this machine, you know, which we have built, this is AI powered. So people, you know, what we are telling people, instead of you just answering same question over and over again, building that pie chart again, over and over again, instead of that, you should actually reskill or actually, you know, these people are smart people, obviously they're, they're knowledge workers, right? They're already learning AI and machine learning. They should be actually managing our models. There are tons of machine learning models which are running in our product, natural language processing that is happening in our model, visualization AI that is happening in our model. You know, the idea is that, you know, now how can you actually manage and evolve those models to your business needs? Because the plumbing work will be done by the machines anyways. Yeah, I, no one wants to do. Uh, let me push a button here, push a bit. We we all want to grow and and be able to have more interesting things to do. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you see as the future of, um, of is is everyone just now going to work on more, um, I guess, critical thinking mindsets of, of content, or what do you see? Creativity, critical thinking, um, you know, uh, building intelligent machines. That's the future. How it, smart. It, it, how mm-hmm. smart can I can AI truly be? Like that's another question. It's like okay, where AI is, is is helping here, it's able to provide answers, but can it truly understand the data? And where where does it balance off of? Then you need human insight to provide uh, input. In a narrow domain around a problem, AI could be very very smart. The artificial general intelligence AGI, as people say, we are very far from that. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, obviously big guns like, you know, Elon Musk and, and Mark Zuckerberg, they have their own point of view. But, you know, in my, in my purview, what we see is um, we did not, I mean, so, you know, think about this. We, we are not competing with Siri or Alexa. We are not trying to build a machine, you know, which can, which a, a, a toddler can talk to and, and, and maybe, you know, a young adult or even old people can talk to about different, different topics. That's very hard to build. But, we actually picked this area because we knew this area very well, analytics. And then even within analytics, we focused on one industry, which is life sciences. So you can see like how we are defining the box. I mean, so, you know, it's a, life sciences is a large industry and trillions of dollars. Uh, so it's a big problem that we are solving. But we know that, you know, in this box, our AI could be very, very smart. And it can do that job very well. I mean, say so even then today, when we go live, we can answer like, more than 95% questions with that, you know, accurately. And that is like in days. And then it kind of gets smarter and smarter as we use, like, like the last mile. And, and, and that's the kind of accuracy that we can build with our product. How long does it take for this model to, let's say, a new uh, life science company wants to be able to sign up? I mean, do they have, do you have to effectively ingest all of their data? And how long does it take then for your uh, platform to be able to understand and start giving answers? We can go live in a very complicated life sciences and, you know, at a very complicated life sciences client um, from a couple of days to a few weeks. 
it's that it. fast. It, it depends. Yeah, it, that's that's it. I mean, so, you know, the way our product works is that's why we call it pre-trained. It knows a lot of those concepts already out of the box. So that's a starting point. And then once we connect it with their data sources, it automatically pulls metadata, not data, metadata. So for example, if you have sales records, you know, a sales record might say customer XYZ, this time, this tour, this product, this price, this volume, right? So what it'll pull is like, ah, these are products. These are your customers. These are your geographies. That's it. That is metadata. So it'll ingest that metadata and train itself. So that process is automatic. We connect it with data source and now it understands your business. And that's Mm -hmm. it. After that, it is all about, you know, like, what do you want to do? Like small thing here, small thing there, but 80, 85% of the questions start to answer right there. You know, so that's the power. When there uh, is a specific company that has more unique terms or internal terms, or whatever, how how does sure. that training model happen? Is is it is it a user interface that then like internal folks and start pushing and saying, ah, oh, this is what this means and clarifying? Yeah, I'm gonna say you know we have built like different types of training models. So the very I wouldn't say simple, but uh, you know very common. Like for example, Robert Wood Johnson is a hospital, but we call it RWJ, right? If you just want to do that, that's one second change. You can go to our interface and you can say, you know what, Robert Wood Johnson is also RWJ. Viz learns it. That's it. And after that, it knows that RWJ is Robert Johnson. By the way, RWJ could also mean Robert Wood um, RWJ Barnabas, which is another entity. And if Viz sees those two things, it is intelligent enough that it'll ask you, if you say, hey, what were my sales at RWJ? It'll say, ah, what do you mean? Uh, Robert Wood Johnson Hospital or RWJ Barnabas? And you say this, and then it starts to learn your preferences and and can do that. So a lot of smartness can happen, you know, uh, is is built into our product. But that's like very simple, which people can do it in seconds to all the way where you can literally teach with your business. We call it business cognition. So, which is pretty unique to us. And, and we believe that, you know, AI needs to be at that level to, to kind of answer these kind of questions. So for example, you know, think about life sciences ecosystem and, and a lot of people probably understand this, right? There is a pharma company which has a drug. There is a doctor who writes a prescription. There is a patient who consumes that product. And then there is a payer or insurance company that pays for it, right? So there are like different elements like this. Yeah. So you can literally teach Wiz, and Wiz already knows this now, but let's say if there is something, some nuance about your company, you can literally teach Wiz, doctors write prescriptions. Payers pay for prescriptions. And, and now, you know, you can, you can teach this to Wiz, and now people can start to ask open-ended questions. Who sold the most? Who bought the most? Who wrote the most prescriptions? Who are the new writers? These are very open-ended questions. And this starts to understand the domain and, and starts to answer these questions. So when you will ask the question, who wrote the most? Viz knows, doctors write prescriptions. So indirectly, this user is asking about doctors. Maybe I should look at doctors and, and give, give that answer. That's very, very unique and differentiated for us, for our AI. You know, maybe to, to create that training, is it them simply writing? It like just, yep. just say, simply hey, writing. Is, and it understands the context of, of what's being stated. Absolutely. Zero coding skills required to make that training happen. Zero coding skills. You can literally, a business user can go to our interface and say, doctors write prescriptions. It's almost like you, you bring on a new hire who's unfamiliar with your industry and saying, hey, doctors write prescriptions. Oh, okay, great. I'll yeah. take a note. That's exactly how, how we thought about it. 
when we started building it we are like it's a toddler and and we are we are teaching a toddler you know like yeah. and and that's exactly how we think about it so you you saying that i've heard that reference before i mean in many ways it 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 is uh, computers are able to learn like toddlers but there are people that are concerned because they're like do i want to give my business over to a toddler like <laughs> what, like do, where where is the comfort level of, of the knowledge of is this data accurate how do i know if i can really trust the answers that it's giving back sure and that's a process i mean so that's a very common question in our sales cycles right our customers will say okay you know you're going to answer but how do i know that this data is accurate calculated properly assumptions are built in properly so that's a process that we go through like when we set up and and you know we do like those matches we convince them to like this is how it is happening we in fact share like every time an answer is created or generated by this we actually even describe how we arrived at that answer so if somebody wants to actually look at that so uh, they can actually see that too but i think you know what we are seeing is when we go live users are smart people are smart i'm going to say you know they i'm going to say you know and 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 you know like for example you look at sales people and you might think like ah oh, that person is not very technically savvy but they know their business very well a sales rep knows how many prescriptions are written in his or her territory every week and and if it is off they can very quickly figure it out that you know this is this is not right right So so they get that comfort factor over a period of time also very quickly actually. Your target market obviously life sciences this is where you built the product for is it a particular size of a pharma company or whatever or or what who what size are you working with? Yeah, I mean so we started at the at the top of the funnel we we are working with like right now seven of the top 10 global pharma in some capacity so that's where we went first. Uh then we started going mid market now we have some clients who are like for us mid market is like you know anywhere between 1 to 5 billion so in revenue so now those are the farmers so very recently like two two or three weeks ago we actually have launched now a self survey app platform for very small pharma and biotechs yep so those companies you know they don't need it they they don't need like services providers they can actually come to our saas put in their data and that's it everything works so so yeah so we want to work with every uh segment of the the industry. You got me interested because I I've spoken to a lot of folks that are are applying some amazing AI tools like this conversational AI but it's only for enterprise because of the complexities that come with um having to tune it to that company and the, the massive data that comes in. But how have you been able to then make it work for self-service and still have that quality? Yeah. Um so I'm going to say you know like that's the best part about life sciences business that we figured right um even the industry is very unique and differentiated they have their own terminology and a lot of nuances so you know but once we got them into our product there is a lot of uniformity when it comes to how a business operates right so think about life sciences uh, maybe life sciences 101 especially on the sales side right um who who basically sells the product or who is the influencer who sells the product that's a doctor doctor prescribes and and patient consumes right now it doesn't matter which pharma company you go to it's the same number of doctors same doctors who are prescribing so if we understand like 5 million doctors in the US that's the universe for every pharma company you get it mm-hmm. and 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 think about payers think about hospitals we understand all of those and their variations today we know all the metrics like a, a pharma business needs nrxs trxs and brxs and all so there is a humongous amount of uniformity from client to client 
that's why we are able to kind of offer this kind of self-serve platform. Every t- every new client you bring on, you're able to understand it further and further and further. So uh, the Absolutely. final uh, amount that do come on, it, it's no big uh, difference because because it's yeah. so ninety ninety five percent is already baked in, and five percent we have already given them the interfaces that they can actually tweak it. So you guys started in twenty seventeen, um, and I have a, a 60, 70 employees or team members, and you're and you're growing. Mm-hmm. What would you say over the last four years? Um, uh, are you have you been most surprised of how people are using the product? It's kind of interesting. I'm going to say, you know, like uh, we just had a vision four years ago that this kind of thing can happen. And, and it is fascinating. You know, once you go live with a product and you start seeing people like how they use it, it's just amazing. It's just fascinating. So for example, case in point, right? Like our very first implementation to a pharma company uh, was here in Jersey, a 300, 300 people sales team, hospital-based sales team. And, and, and you know, their sales team was not able to use dashboards, you know, which they had previously. And and in fact, the company had a hotline. The 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 rep sitting in a in a doctor's office or a hospital lobby will call and and get those answers, right? So our first deployment was simple text messaging, SMS. We sat on their data and we said, okay, this is a phone number. You basically just text and and we were sending those visual responses on the fly as a text message. Like MMS message, right? Like if a chart was there, it's a picture of a chart which would, you come in. It would text the picture. Yeah. So we got our first testimonial, uh, you know, in the very first week and, and the salesperson, she said, I was sitting in this lobby of this particular hospital and I could get my information out in 20 seconds. She's like, and, and she used words like, this app is idiot-proof. This is so amazing. It changed my life. It was just so amazing. I would say, you know, just, just, just that whole thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then I said, that was just the beginning. And, and obviously, like, you know, teams of 5,000 sales apps, 10,000 sales apps. We are live in 27 different countries in five different languages. The, the nuances that are out there, it's just amazing. I would say it's, it's growing leaps and bounds. Well, it's an exciting application of the technology that that you really honed in on, um, and I'm I'm intrigued to see where you guys go next. Um, now, I imagine that there's a whole story to the journey that you've been on. Uh, for those that want to hear that journey, stick around for part two of our discussion, where we're going to hear Rohit's journey of starting this and before as as a tech leader. So stick around for that. Uh, but for those that want to learn more about Wiz, you can go to whiz.ai, right? And then, what's a good first step? Is there like a I guess they can reach out for a demo. Sure. Yeah, that's the best thing. And the, the, the moment you see our demo in five minutes, you will know what we do. And you're like, yes, uh, this, this makes sense. Well, thank you so much, Rohit. And everyone, we'll see you on the next episode of Uptech Report. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.